0: My name is Aryeh Citron, and we're going to be learning page Pei Bei in Pei Beis in Chomishpah um, Midbar of Kutu starting actually with Pei Aleph, side 4. And we were learning that the physical things in this world have a higher source than the Jewish people, even than our neshamas, that they come from the level of soyvukla'amen, from the level of that's beyond this world, and that therefore they enable us to connect to that level when we fulfill Torah and mitzvahs with them. And they enable us to get a connection to that level of Sevukalaman and through that to feel the Rots and Elyon, the higher level will to serve Hashem. Now we started off in the Mimer about the fact that the Doran vows bring to Precious, which is separation. From physical things, which brings to kedusha, which is holiness, which brings to anava, which is humility. So now we're going to touch on that again. This kedusha, meaning to say the awareness of the holiness of the mitzvahs and how they bring us to such a high level, bring us brings us to humility, which is that we feel humbled, knowing that our and their source, getting the revelation of Hashem, from the Moitzapi Hashem, from the very source, from Seluqa Alman, that's beyond the actual source of our themselves, we only get that through lowly physical things like an Eserun and like wool of tzitzis, the part from the and so on, with all the positive mitzvahs, or through the speech of our bodies uh, of learning Torah. This in turn, will bring us to Yiraschit, to fear of sin. And the Altarimba talks a little bit about anivus in the parentheses, before we get back to how humility brings us to fear of sin. He talks about humility in general, and he says that the highest level of humility, which is that of Maishu Rabbeinu, the we are nothing, is higher than the level of Avraham Avinu who said, offer and dust, and ashes. dust and ashes is at least something. But true humility is to feel like absolute nothing in front of Hashem. Not just to feel like we are lowly and nothing compared to Hashem, but rather to feel like we are absolutely nothing and Hashem is everything. Okay, back to what we were saying. Why does Anivus, bring to year fate. The anivis, the humility, is the awareness that we are lower than the physical things that we do the mitzvahs with, and we only achieve the high level connection to Hashem through those things. When we realize that, we'll also realize that just like in holiness, the mitzvahs bring a person very high, they connect into the source of life, the, the higher level of will, so too, if a person sins, the Pasuk says, <laughs> that the soul, and Hashem will be cut off from in front of me. I am Hashem. What does it mean, Ani Hashem? Havaya is Mahave, the level of Hashem that creates the worlds. So, I, Hashem, create everything. And from in front of me, means to say bef- the, the level that is before all of these levels of Havaya. <laughs> That's where the blemish of the sin reaches. And the punishment, therefore, is that the soul gets cut off from its very root. When a person realizes how serious the sin is, then he will be, as fate, he will have fear of sin. Now, the word that we use here is chit and not avon. Because hate doesn't just mean sin, it also means lacking something. When a person does not do what he's supposed to do, he causes a pagam, a pegima something lacking, something missing in in the supernal levels. And this is different than an oven. An oven is an actual sin, like, for example, transgressing, going against Hashem in terms of doing a negative sin. But chait also includes not fulfilling a positive mitzvah or not keeping a rabbinic law, and so on, because at the end of the day, there is something lacking. And a person who has amnibus and kedusha, person who has sanctified himself with this high level of kedusha through the mitzvahs, and he has humility realizing the, the lowliness of his soul without the mitzvahs, he will also realize how in a corresponding way the sin creates such a grave blemish, reaches such a high level, and therefore he will have a very excessive fear of such a sin. However, this level of the awareness of Hashem's kedusha and the humility that comes from it is only possible after having precious. Precious is separation. That means a person has to separate himself from the negative aspects of his own nefesh of of his own animal soul, which comes from klipas naga, from an unholy source. And he has to separate himself by removing himself from permissible matters. And this is the general concept of tshuva tato, a lower-level tshuva. Like Chazal say, tshuva and masam toivim. A person has to do tshuva in order to do proper mitzvahs. If a person does not do tshuva, even if he does mitzvahs, those mitzvahs are not tovim. they're not good, they're not shining. The word toivim is associated with light, like we say, Hashem saw the light that it was good. So therefore, in order to reach the kedusha, the appreciation of kedusha. Person has to have precious separating himself from the negativity within his own animal soul, which he accomplishes by separating himself from physical desires. With this, we'll understand the Passogwe. Moshe spoke to the heads of the tribes. Now, the word for tribes here is matos, which literally means a staff, or even more literally, to turn. Mata klape chesed, to turn towards chesed. And this is the concept of a person turning his midos, his character, towards chesed, towards kindness and towards loving Hashem and towards cleaving to Hashem. A person who wants to do this has to have rosh he He has to have a re'usa deliba. He has to have an awakening in the heart. And that will then impel him to change his midos. How does he have this awakening of the heart? This is Vayedaber Moshe al al Matis. Moshe spoke to the heads of the Matis. Moshe is the level of Das Elyon, higher level knowledge. Kodesh Elyon, the higher level of Kedusha, completely beyond the world. And Vayedaber means to lead, like Yadber Amin, Amen, to lead the nations. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu, who represents this level of Kodesh Elyon, leads and helps us achieve this awakening of the heart, which the person then can use uh, to change their meters and to change their character traits. And we're going to see how this fits back into to Prishos and Nidorim, which is what the passive continues with. We're going to see that soon. So, the kitzer of this ois, the Altarebbe, explained how holiness brings to humility, and how humility brings to fear of sin, and we started to explain the passage, And, uh, of course, the changing of the midois is something that we do need to do in order to achieve precious, which is what we were saying before, that we need to uh, purge our character, cleanse our character, in order to then have the appreciation of Kedusha, and then Anava, and so on. So that's why this puzzle comes before the section about Nedarim, which leads to precious which leads to everything else. Okay, so the pasuf says, Lamar saying this is the matter. Chazal say that all the other prophets use the word koi, koi so Hashem said. Moshe Rabbeinu said koi, but he also said zehadavah, this is the matter. What's the concept? So we know when Hashem created man, he said, Nas in our form and in our image. Kid with a chaf is the level of Hashem that is kalam, that fills the world. We need to say it's not exactly the same as the higher level of Hashem, but it's at the most, it's like a shadow of that. Tzalmenu means that in this world there is a revelation of the higher level of Hashem, not Kitzalmenu, but Bitzalmenu, that the Tzalem Aleichim, the form of Hashem, so to speak, is actually revealed within this world, the revelation of the essence of Hashem, so to speak. When a person has a al Liba, an awakening of his heart, on a level that's beyond his regular consciousness, this brings about this al and this brings about a revelation of the essence of Hashem from beyond the worlds, a level that's not normally able to be revealed in the worlds. And this is the concept of a awesome d'voreh b'ficha. Hashem says, I will put my words in your mouth, manage my words. This is what we mean when we say zehadavar, that when a person reads a section of the Torah, or the nfim, or the Ksura, or Halacha, or Agada, any of those, it will be uh, Zehah Dover, he'll be speaking Hashem's words. And again, this is because he is doing it with, serusa deliva, with an awakening of the heart that comes through the help of myshar or the Moshe Rabbeinu of every generation. And he's also cleansing his uh, midos as well. Therefore, there's able to be revelation within himself of Zehah of mamish Hashem's speech speaking through him. Like it says, These words that I'm speaking today, that I'm commanding today, you should speak in them. These very words, you should speak in them. That means the same words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke then, you should speak in them today. Because when we have this level of Reus, we can have a revelation within ourselves of B'tzalmeinu, of a level of Hashem that's completely beyond the world and beyond time. This level of beyond time is one and the same as the level of the prophecy of Meshachar He was the level of Kodesh Elyon, of Supernal kedusha beyond the worlds, which is why he was separated from his wife, as opposed to all other prophets. Because the wife represents Malchus, Alter doesn't spell this out exactly, but he seems to be saying the, the, the wife represents Malchus, the feminine aspect of Hashem, which is also the source of time, source of space, for the, the the source of all of these lower worlds. And Moshe Rabbeinu was beyond that. He was beyond time. And and so therefore he's beyond the feminine. He's from the level of Hashem that is beyond Malchus. And when a person connects to Hashem, like we said, with this Rusa Deliba, he's able to channel that level of Moshe Rabbeinu through his actual learning of Tarif. The apostle continues and says, "Ish nedr, when a person will make a vow, and he has to make a vow, like we said earlier in the Ma'amir, using something else that is prohibited through a vow. That means he can use the concept of a korban, which is like a vow, and then apply that kadusha to something else, and make a neder not to benefit from it. So how does this tie in to what we were saying before? Nidorim siagle precious. A netter helps you achieve precious separation from physical things. Precious means, like we said before, to separate oneself from physical pleasures. So a person has to work on maintaining the Ru'usa de Liba that we spoke about, that he has, that enables him to have Zehadabra. A person has to work on maintaining that. And therefore he has to make sure to remain in a level of precious, of separation from physical pleasures, which he'll accomplish through the concept of medorim. How is that? Just like we said before, that anova brings to Yerashchit, a humility and awareness of how lowly we are compared to the mitzvahs and even the physical things that we do the mitzvahs with, that makes us realize how serious a sin is Similarly, we have a similar concept here. When he realizes that the thing that he's separating from is is actually a higher level. He's actually on a higher level than he is. The meat itself, for example, has a higher source than he has. Higher than man. And it's only because there was a shfirah sakelem, there was a breaking of the vessels, literally, when the world of Toyu was formed, and that's why we have sparks of holiness that have fallen, so to speak, and are at a lower level than man. And they're, they find themselves in the inanimate, the vegetative, and the animal kingdom. Nevertheless, and because of that, sorry, that's why it gives us life. And that's why we need it. That's why when we eat it, we live. When a person thinks about this, he has to realize, how can he eat it in a way that he's going to fulfill his pleasure to, to enjoy the meat and the wine, that is going to be bringing those things down. That, those items, which have a holier source, he's going to be debasing them. He should really only be doing it to serve Hashem. This is the way of people who make a vow of Hashem Shemai. It's because they're afraid of the thing that they're making a vow about. They're afraid to ruin it excuse me, by bringing it down away from Hashem even further. By eating it in a coarse physical manner. And that will also in turn make his own self be more coarse and more physical. So in order to realize this, we have to think about the fact that the source of these items is a very high level. And that's how it will inspire a person to separate from them. And that's why he has to use a on another, a thing that can be uh, made a vow out of, to say that it's like a oiler or like a carbon because they themselves are holy. And the source of that holiness is clear and apparent. That's why it says, ki yafli when he will specify and make a vow. And yafli is also something wonder, something beyond. He recognizes that the source of this item is from completely beyond. It's like making a vow with the life of the king. Because the source of these things actually comes from Hashem himself, the king himself. And that's where all the Oyur makif, the higher levels, revelations that are in the higher realms and are found within this world in a hidden way, that's the source of these things. And that's the concept of Dabrahanodr, that a person sanctifies a carbon. He says, This is an Oyla, this is a shlam. He brings the holiness. That is in its source, and he brings it into this world. That is the power that a person has with his mouth to actually create the holiness. Or he's actually not creating it. It exists in the higher levels. But he's drawing it into this world through his speech. And this is relating to the fact that Adam Harishin was able to call the names of all the animals because he had the power to draw from that source into the animals. And this is also relating to what we were saying before—that a person can speak the Torah and he can actually express the level of Hashem that's in the Torah in this physical world, if he's doing it in a service La'ela with with a um, Rusa Beliva, Excuse me, with an awakening of the heart. So this is the connection between Redam and Moshe to parshas a person who is on the level of speaking ze speaking the word of Hashem, because he has the awakening of the heart, and he's fixed his character, therefore he is able to bring this holiness into the physical thing that he makes, into a carbon, and furthermore take that holiness from the carbon, for example, and say that it even applies to something else, and then recognizing the kedusha in that thing, of course he will separate from it unless it's something that he will be doing to serve Hashem. Alterba finishes the mimer and explains that this is why nowadays we say belie neder, because we're not on such a high level that we have this Rusa Daliba, to the extent that we can say, yes, we are speaking the words of Hashem, zahad dover, we're completely nullified, and our mouths are just mouthing the, the words of Hashem. We're not on such high levels, so we don't necessarily have the power to bring that kedusha into this world properly uh, by making a an neder, and therefore we simply say belie neder. Okay, so we've explained the concept of nedarim, helping us achieve precious, separating from the physical pleasures, which will help us achieve the awareness of Hashem, that is, kedusha, uh, the awareness of the physical, holiness in the physical, and how it helps us achieve closeness to Hashem, anava, which is humility, aware, being aware that all of these things have a higher source than us, and it's only through them that we can achieve this closest to Hashem, and therefore also having your fear of fear uh, of sin, knowing how serious these physical actions can be, either in the positive or in the negative. Okay, now we start with a new mimer on the next side of Pei beis, and it's a beer on the possibility of the It's an explanation on the Mimer that we just finished. So we have to understand what it says that we are created first and last. We are created last, we know, in the six days of creation, but we're also first in terms of our level as we explained in the previous previous mimer, and as we will explain now. Hashem created the world with ten utterances. These ten utterances come from the ten spheres of Tikkun, which are the ten divine attributes in the realm of Atzillus. That is a world of Tikkun where all the uh, there's a balance between the revelations of Hashem and the levels that receive that revelation, what we call Eris and Caleb in Chassidus and in Kabbalah. Yor, for example, is the first, and that's the concept of Chokhmah, And so on with all of the ten utterances, they correspond to one of the ten attributes. Now these ten spheres of Atzillus are at the they're godly. How does it happen that from these ten utterances, which are sourced and rooted in the ten spheres of Atzillus, How does that create the world of Briya Yitzhira and Asiya, which is limited and separate from Hashem to a degree? Meaning to say, how is it that this holy um, utterance from such a holy source comes into such a a world of limitation and separation? How does it happen? So we know there's the concept of Shvira Sakil, that there was a idea of the world of Toilu, where the revelations were too intense, and therefore the kailan, the levels that received that revelation, broke. They could no longer receive the revelation. So he explains it a little bit here. When these kailan broke and they no longer were containing the revelation that was within them, then they fell into the realm of Nolga, and that's why they became yesh. They got a sense of self and separation and ego, separate from Hashem. So he's going to explain that a little bit here. Shviras hakelem is like, for example, when you break up letters that were previously in a word. The letters that were in a word, they are the kalem They are the vehicle for the wisdom expressed in that word sentence or paragraph. So when you take two or three letters together, you make a word out of it. That Word is now the receptacle of the concept that you want to express in that word. If you separate the letters out, each letter on its own does not have that intellect anymore. It's broken, so it's missing it. That's the concept of the, or the revelation, departing from the clean, from the, from the aspect that contained it. Nevertheless, there still is a little bit of a reshimu, of a remnant of that revelation that remains in the letter because they were at one, at one point connected into one letter. So you have a word, you broke it up into different letters. You could still figure out what word it comes from. So perhaps that's the idea that it still has a remnant because you still might be able to figure it out. So it's not totally lacking in that concept, but it's no longer revealed in a clear way. It's only a little spark and a remnant. But the very essence of that revelation is gone. Now, if you want to talk about physical calum, receptacles, so as long as they are containing what they're supposed to contain, they are secondary to those items. For example, a cup is secondary to the wine that's in it. Let's say a person carries on Shabbos, God forbid, without an So there's a halacha about how much, what's the size of the item he has to carry in order to be liable. Now, when it comes to food and drink, there's only liability for having a certain amount. When it comes to a cup, for example, um, the cup itself is important. So if a person carries out a cup, he would be liable. Now, if a person carries out a cup and the cup has less than the required amount of liquid to be liable, he's not liable even on the cup because the cup is nullified to the liquid that's in it.
1: On the other hand,
0: when the keli breaks, then it becomes shards. The shards don't contain anything. So therefore they are not nullified to what it used to contain. So too, when the revelation of Hashem was revealed within these kelin, so then there was only the concept of, of nullification of the or there was no sense of separation. And this is the concept of the ten Spheres of Tikon, where we have a unification between the oiris and the Kalim. So that there's totally just godliness because there's nothing else. Everything else is nullified to Hashem compared to the infinite light of Hashem that is invested in it. Whereas in the realm of Tayu, when there was the breaking of the kalim, so you had revelations that were no longer contained. So those kalim-like are, are compared to physical kalim that broke and they are no longer nullified to what they used to contain. So too, through the Svira Sakelem, which are the letters that became broken up, now they have a sense of yesh, of ego, of separation. And that's how we have a world of Bria and Yitzira, and Asiya, where we have a sense of separation. Whereas in the realm of Caleb, of the 10th spheres of Atsilos, the world of Tikkun, there these relations are at one and unified with their source. And therefore, there is no place for any ego or anything separate from Hashem. Now, we said before that the ten utterances come from the ten spheres of Tikkun. So how do they create the world of Tayu? Nevertheless, they come into the ten spheres of Ban. They come from the realm of Atzilus, from Malthas of Atsilus, It's the realm of Debra, it's the realm of speech. And therefore, they are expressed into the lower realm. The malchus of Atsilis itself has an aspect of shame ban of that letter, of fifty-two that the name of Hashem. It's associated with the Shvir with the breaking of the vessels, and it's through these oisius, through these letters, that we have through the through malchus speaking with ten utterances. So it's going through the level that is associated with the Shvir hakelim. That's how we have the world as we know it coming into existence. And this is why in these worlds we have both ma and Ban. We have the revelation that's associated with Tikl and the revelation that's associated with Toyu. The revealed holiness and the concealed holiness. One is internal, one is external. For example, in every created being we have holiness, which is the internal aspect of it, the soul of it, and that's nullified to Hashem. Like, for example, Tosuk says, that the hosts of heaven bow down to Hashem because they recognize Hashem. And then you have the chitsunis then you have the external aspect, which is the keli, the body, and so on. Those come from the world, from the realm of ban, where the holiness is not revealed. And uh, that's why we have ma and ban, both of them, in this world. And it's also true in a general sense, that in a more internal way, the world the shamas and have malacham, which are on the level of Biddle, because they come from the level of Tikkun, that level of Atsilas has already been fixed. Kabbalistically speaking, it means the 52 letter name was fixed through the 45 letter name, whatever that means. And then we have the other aspects of this world that have unholiness. The the chambers where there is unholiness, where we have a sense of separation. And that's where the 288 sparks of holiness come from, and that's where they're broken and need to be fixed. Okay. Now the explains, and always based the second section, a person is made of both toyu and tikkun. That means his neshama comes from tikkun from Shema, the 45-letter name. And that's why it's in a state of humility to Hashem all the time, by nature, just like the kalim are butla nullified to the oiris, to the revelations within them. On the other hand, the nafsha bahamas, the animal soul and the body, they come from Shreza kalem of Tayyu, which is what we just described. On the contrary, they come from an even lower level than the other aspects of the vegetative and the growing things. Why? We know there are many levels in nullification. To Hashem. We said before the hosts of heaven, to Hashem, they have bitl. Even animals have a certain sense of bitl to Hashem because they never separate themselves completely, they never do a sin. Not so mankind, because of his body and his animal soul, which is lower than the other animals it can separate him from Hashem more so because he can actually transgress on a sin. That's why we are, we are last in terms of creation because we are the lowest level, the fact that we can actually do something against Hashem. That's what it says in Tanya, chapter 24, that a person who does even a small sin is absolutely separated from the unity of Hashem more so than the sitra achra and the klippa, it's more than the unholiness because they're doing Hashem's will to get us to sin. Whereas if we sin, we're actually going against Hashem. So in that sense, we are Acha, we're last. In another sense, we are kedem, we are first. And that's in terms of us coming from the world of Tikkun and having a revealed holiness that is higher than these other other things. But the truth is, Alter Rebbe says, that from the perspective of Tayhu, even the Nefesh of the Kiss itself, that's come from the world of Tikkun, is also Acha, is also first and last. Why? Because in terms of the spiritual root, The world of Tikkun comes after the world of Torah. The world of Torah came first, but then it fell, and it's hidden within the lower aspects of the world. Kabbalistically, it's from the 63-letter name of Hashem, which is beyond the 45-letter name, but it fell to a lower-level name, which is the 52-letter name. And that's how it got its sense of separation of Yeshus. Whereas the Tikkun is a chibur of Ma and Ban. It's uh, coming together, of the revealed holiness of the 45 of the name, the concealed holiness of the fifty-two-letter that's Ma and bam. And that is that even within the aspects of this world that are relating to Ba'am, that have ego, we should bring Ma, we should bring humility into it, transform the darkness to light. This is what we do for the six days of the week. We try to elevate these aspects of the world which are all created from that name of Hashem that has a sense of separation. So we find that Tikkun is also from the world of Toyu, meaning to say that our job is to use Tikkun to fix the Toyu, to use anushama to fix the um, sparks of holiness that are trapped in this world. It says there are 288 sparks of holiness. Like it says, Rechelikim, Rehachefes, Alpanehomayin. Rehachefes is the letters Rehpeiches, Mes. 288 of these sparks are dead. What does it mean? That means that they don't have any revealed holiness. But we have to fix them, and this will help us bring this state of biya into a state of tikkun, into a state of being fixed. And that's why Hashem said, or, bring the light of chachma into this world so that we can elevate this world. And therefore, we can come back to why the godly soul is called ocher, it's called last, compared to the world of Talu, where the 288 sparks, in terms of their source, is from a higher level. Even in terms of the intellectual soul of the man, we can also say that it's lower than the other animals. Because in the order of the ma'amorais, when Hashem spoke, He spoke first to create the inanimate, then the vegetative, and then the speaking, and that represents the fact that the creation was from below to above. So the later things are more important. And man as was created last is the highest level. But from the perspective of Tayu, it's just the opposite. From the perspective of the spiritual source, the inanimate is the highest, then the vegetative, then the growing, and then man. That's why it says concerning sacrifices, you should make a bris malachah covenant in salt. Why are we mentioning salty? Why is it so important? It doesn't even have, an, it doesn't even grow. So that result says that in its source, salt come, comes from gurus to Abba, the level of gurus within within uh, chachma. And now we understand that even though the nefesh sikhlis, the intellectual soul, is higher than the animals, and certainly in the plants and inanimate, it comes from the pnei adam, to the light from the face of man that's on the divine charity. And therefore, it's kedem in terms of revealed holiness. It has a higher level. Nevertheless, that's only the way they came into this world in a revealed way. But in their source, these other items of the <laughs> damper, the growing uh, sorry, the, the the vegetative and the uh, the animals, they have a higher source than him. And therefore, in terms of that, he is Ochalamai's gracious, He comes um, last. So in this, the first part of the Mimer, we basically learn what it means that we are we are first and last. We are first in terms of revealed holiness. We are last in terms of concealed holiness. I wish you a wonderful day.